You're listening to the audio-only version of Up the Waterfall. You can also watch a video on youtube.com slash Xanaland. Welcome, friends. Hello. We are here at episode three Woo. of Up the Waterfall. Woo. We Number made three. it to three that's episodes. A, that's, that's like the big time. Yeah. Uh, you fun. know, we're now on the same level if we finish this if episode. We, if we finish. Which, you know, fingers crossed we make it through as the Progress City USA Radio Hour. Was that the name of the I podcast? I believe so. Yeah. Done by the Crawford Boys. Those Crawford Boys. <laughs> they knew how to give us content and then yes, that was leave a good us show. wanting more for... 10 years or more. I recommend checking out their three shows. <laughs> <laughs> ProgressCityUSA.com. Um, anyway, so this week we're going to talk about Epcot festivals Ooh. because there's one going on right now, which... What are the odds of that? Yeah, you know, there's very little time when there isn't an Epcot festival happening. I believe there are 16 days a year where there's no festival. Hmm, 16, okay. <laughs> That's um, well, maybe an exaggeration, but <laughs> what do we call that? Yeah, they've taken to calling that Diet Epcot on Twitter, this Twitter account called Diet Epcot, which I need a pin, send one over. I love it. I think it's a great concept for, because when there is no festival, well, we'll get into that. It's just a more fun, quiet Epcot experience. But as we always do, we're going to go over the history of Epcot festivals. We'll try at least. Um, A little bit. We're not going to drone on, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Um, But first... (laughs) I think the first festival was the Flower and Garden Festival. That's right. If we're speaking the Epcot, Epcot specifically. International Flower and Garden Festival. Yes, which started in 1994. Mm. I have no memory of whether I was in Epcot in 94. We moved down in 95. Okay. Um, and I know we went starting then to that year. So I, yeah. I can't remember if we visited from Massachusetts in 94 or not, but my mother and I moved down and you know, I loved it. It was the the very first time, which now I think we take for granted. They floated the little flowers in the yes. waterways there, which has now happened every <laughs> festival since then. Um, it started on April 23rd back then and went for only five weeks. That, yeah, that's the thing. They've definitely gone to expand them, as yeah. I'm sure you'll I mean, explain. I had a, a list. You know, it's, <laughs> it went up to 52 days and then 60 days in 2007, 75 days. Uh, 2016, it was 90 days. Yeah, they seem to always want to add a few days more, and they can only do that so much before they actually... uh, They run into each other. Maybe that'll be a thing of the future. Yeah, it's going to be festivals forever. (laughs) That's going to be the new park name, just Epcot Festival. That would be interesting if they had done that in the little... We'll save that for the Epcot episode. Um, What did I want to say about this? It was originally presented by Better Homes and Gardens. That's right. Which they've had... Uh, I think in the beginning they had like a main sponsor, but now they definitely have multiple. Absolutely. Many sponsors, as you can see. Well, this is food and wine, but, you know, at the end here somewhere there's, not in this one, but there's a it's list. It's somewhere in there, I'm sure. <laughs> all the sponsors. <laughs> but I do remember they had a different focus back then uh, of that, the Flower and Garden Festival. Um, they were pretty much wanting to basically demonstrate that, in, in addition to making the park look beautiful with tons of flowers and, and topiaries, which they had pretty much uh, introduced there, um, 
they were trying to show just regular common folks that, hey, you can do this too right. in your backyard. And that, when I was doing my research for this episode, um, because, you know, I had my personal history, but I didn't want to just spout facts and have them be incorrect. Um, it was very interesting to try to find articles on the festival's pre-internet yeah. <laughs> everywhere, pre-blogs. That's right. Um, so I found quite a few Orlando Sentinel articles, one written by Craig Desern. Oh, yes. Which was funny because, you know, he ended <laughs> he up at later, Disney. later yeah, went to Disney. Um, and that was really the focus of the article in the, the next year or so after that that I found, too. It was all about the actual gardening aspect mm -hmm. and how people could do that at home and how they were showcasing specific types of plants yep. and different mulching types and, like, all this stuff, which they do still... Yes, they've always educational yeah, they've always kept that that kind of thing in each of the festivals, and I think they've tried to make sure not to lose that. And certainly in the uh, in the festival center, uh, they w they have seminars mm -hmm. about those kind of things where they bringing bring in experts to talk about you know each and every different kind of subject. Right. Um, so. But it definitely has changed it over time. Yes, they've to added merchandise and, added. and food. And yes, pretty much everything that cost a lot of money. They have the food and wine festival, which we'll get into, but yes. everything is now the food and flower and garden festival, for example. So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, going back to finding articles from the late 90s, it was just really fascinating to read the focus of the story, which, you know, I'm sure at the time was probably still some sort of press release that Disney was putting out. It was just yeah. like the whole focus was different from a company aspect. Right. But if you think about it, I think uh, they were kind of tying off of what they used to do at the marketplace back before they ever had any festivals. It was kind of a more of a, an adult place to go. Yeah. And, and they actually had a shop there that was kind of a, a place to beautify your backyard and get kind of uh, those kind of, of things. Um, and so, and I know that they used to have uh, experts come in uh, there at the marketplace to kind of talk about that kind of thing. So they ex basically expanded off of that kind of thing and to create this festival, the uh, the Flower and Garden mm -hmm. Festival. So it kind of ties off of that. Yes. And one thing that I found in my research, which I guess I had totally blocked out a time before the railroad in Germany, oh, yes. which debuted in the 1995 That's Epcot right. Flower and Garden Festival. Everyone always which, loves that. If you Sorry. look online, there is a lot of conflicting <laughs> reports that it came out in the 95 Food and Wine Festival, which didn't exist. That's right. So I've never edited a Wikipedia article in my life, but I want to go after oh, this episode a, and edit oh a Wikipedia article. <laughs> to get on that <laughs> on the flower and garden festival right, because, actually yeah. the food and wine festival because they credit the railroad has as coming out in 95 and it didn't it didn't did come out in 95 just not for that festival because it didn't yeah exist. It exactly was a flower garden so and everyone always loves that now that is always you know they take that little yeah. romantic road and checking out uh and they actually now they uh they Designed the little town there as yes. after they, Which they, they put the festival they hadn't there updated in Germany it in a while, but I guess they just did for the food and wine festival, so it is okay. updated again. Now we um, make sure to upright all of the characters. I know. And, and well, <laughs> wind happens and yes. lizards happen, but <laughs> it, it, I don't lizards. even have any memory of what was there before that. Nothing. 
It was. It, I mean, you know, just like the empty space. It was an empty space. Yeah, it was essentially an expansion pad for a mm. a new country that never came That's to true. be. Um, I was too focused on the World Key kiosk. Oh yes, because that is very close to that side yeah. of Germany. So. Yes, exactly. Ah. So anyway, that was That's a, a fun <laughs> um, milestone, if you oh, will, yes. of '95. And then in '99, which was a monumental year because Christian was born, of course. Um, that's when the <laughs> our producer <laughs> <laughs> Flower Power concert series started. Oh yes, which was then renamed to Garden Rocks in 2015. Yes, I think uh, when they first did that, using the term Flower Power, they tried to get acts that were kind of yeah. from, like your mom and pop's heyday. Right, like Herman's Hermits. I don't know if they're still around. I don't really pay attention to them. Peter Newman from the... I just mean... No, well, I know they're still, like, around. I don't know if they come to the festival, but I think that might have been why they changed it, because there wasn't as many... Of those mm-hmm. '60s groups, to, like the turtles, to they or needed to expand the the monkeys section. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I interviewed. Well, I didn't interview him, but I met Mickey Dolenz one year for a that's media right. event. So that was. Fun. But they've <clears throat> certainly expanded it to include more modern acts, or even yes, I guess more modern, but not completely right. Modern. Exactly. Like it's food and wine is the one <laughs> that has the more yes. contemporary, if you will, acts. That's right. Um, which we'll get into. But 2013, they added Illuminated Gardens, Ooh. which I think I would have to look up a photo, but I think that was the year that they did those cool little laser things outside the Butterfly Garden. Do you okay. remember that? There was like Tinkerbell. Yes. And they've moved Tinkerbell around a few yes. times. Um, but that was like the year of those green lasers which then everyone got oh including us for christmas lights and things like that you might find them near pandora oh the yeah world that's of right. avatar that's where yeah i love them oh i know gosh. it's like a very simple effect but i'm yeah. I mean, captivated you just, by it you put them like in a in a disco ball for example yeah. and just they will go everywhere add yes. fun sound effects like insects and yeah, that same year um <laughs> i don't remember i guess they I think they lit up some of the floating things. Do you remember what else was illuminated about? Um, I'm not sure. I remember it wasn't that big of a deal. I have been to it every year, um, but I don't remember specifically yeah, the details the of when they things. did things. Um, but that everything. was also the year 2013 where they added food marketplaces. Oh, yes. Official the, ones, of yes. Of course, the success of the Food and Wine Festival, they thought, hey... We can do this at Flower and Garden. And I do, I think that is my preferred food, like, marketplace festival. Because it's all, like, very fresh and um, they try to really make unique things that come from either using more plants and fruits and vegetables versus just, like, you know, filet mignon with (laughs) Because certainly food and wine, they're definitely, it's it's an assault, if you will, of of so many different flavors and things. But here they're trying to um, theme them to to more of flower and garden, if you will. So they're more fresh. And, you know, as everyone knows, they rotate out some of the topiaries. Um, yes. So you will see them again, but sometimes they'll take them out to like rest in between years. So Right, and I since the, the first one was 1995, I remember that's the year that they were very excited about their, you know, the movie that had just come out the previous year, The Lion King, which was quite a success, and that's when they had introduced yes. those characters. And they were, because we had seen some of the topiaries around before, but this was their chance yeah. to really showcase them and kind of put them in prominent spots. The first uh, one was year. 94. You said 95. 
No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're edit- self-editing as we go. Uh, yeah, the first Flower I think Garden I might have made that mistake 94, a couple of and then 95, right. they did add Lion King that year, because I looked yes. that up. I didn't write it down, but oh, I remember. Sorry. That's okay. Um, just so we have our facts straight. That's right. So don't send in, the, in those letters just yet. Yes. Well, you can. <laughs> we'll still read them. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for Flower and Garden. I mean, what are, do you have any generic thoughts on it? As I far mean, as it's probably is like one it of or? my favorites. I yeah. do. Um, I, at the festival center, they they usually have like a movie where they uh, talk about all of the preparations. Pardon me, uh, that they go through, um, especially the the folks that work in the in the flower area or the tree farm, for example, and all of the the plantings they have to do and how far in advance they have to do it. And also because they now stretched out the festival to be ninety plus days, they actually have to. Re, you know, schedule replantings oh, yeah. of all of the flowers the a couple of times, quilt. yeah, uh, during the festival, mm-hmm. and that's always very interesting. And then they also uh, they include the the seasons of the vine video. Ah, yes, uh, well, which they at the yes at the food, food and wine. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> they all run together. That's exactly. the problem. <laughs> but that was an, an original from the California Adventure Park. So yes. that's always fun to see, too. You enjoy that. <laughs> but that goes for the next festival. Uh, so let's go right into that, I guess. Okay. Um, 1996, the first food and wine festival. It, w- it was the first international Epcot, Epcot or the Epcot food. International yes. Food and Wine Festival. It was not the first food and wine festival at Disney because they had one at the marketplace uh, starting back in 1982 wow i have no memory of that i guess maybe vaguely and that that actually went um all the way from 82 through 1994 Hmm. and so there was really only just the one year without a food and wine festival which was 95 because they were preparing for this brand new basically an expanded festival called the epcot international food and wine festival and george caligridis gets all the credit for Oh, yeah. Coming up with this, okay. apparently. Um, so I just wanted to add one <coughs> thing. Uh, it did move from the marketplace actually to the Yacht and Beach Convention Center for the very last two of those years, the 1993 mm. and 1994. That one I seem to remember something, like seeing signs or something. Then they took a year off, and then they premiered the 1996 mm. International Epcot Food and Wine Festival, yes. which is probably... A lot of people's favorites. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has grown and expanded in the time that it's been there. And (laughs) I do remember um, I was going over, you know, looking up old photos and things like that. And I was like, wow, I forgot about. Remember when they used to have like a tent set up around the World Showcase? Oh, yeah. Um, I forget. I think it might have been like between France and Morocco. They would hold some of the seminars there, which I think that's where... Belgium is now, or maybe right. not Belgium. It's well, Brazil they, now. they anyway, changed they it, changed but yeah, that spot in between but yeah, France and I remember America. like seeing those things, and I was like, oh, that's always so cool to see, you know, there's classes going on <laughs> and things, and then obviously they couldn't keep those because Epcot has grown. Yeah, I mean, if you think about just all of these festivals that are happening and all of the booths that they have to place all around, um, if you think back when Epcot opened, they actually had, if you remember, the omnibuses that would circle the place. Can you imagine that now? I think... There is way too many people. Yeah, now. and that's what I always say, like, they could never bring them back because yeah. of these festivals are, and because of drinking popular. around the world and everything like that. 
would be a liability nightmare. But absolutely. So I'm, yes, they definitely moved those uh, the seminars into yeah. more appropriate they places. They switched from doing some at the Odyssey to some at the Festival Center, which of course is the former Wonders of Life Pavilion. But now for this current festival, since that is closed to become the Play That's right. Pavilion. Um, I guess the seminars are, are happening. No, the Odyssey's closed too for the, I don't know where they're happening. Is it the, it the might be uh, World, World Show, Show Place? Place, I guess. World That's World where the parties for the senses always were. I don't know because I, I actually have not been yet this year. So, Oh really? Well, we'll go, we're going tomorrow. Yeah, so. we are going tomorrow. Or so. yesterday. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been interesting to see how the things have grown over time. Something that I found um, interesting when I was doing my research, which I was up in Rhode Island for 2001, um, but because after 9-11, 2001 and beyond for that whole festival year was not very crowded because people didn't want to travel, of course, and it was a very somber time. That year, pretty much every celebrity chef canceled... Um, but Disney still put it on with all of their company chefs. Um, all the cast yeah. members made it happen. Um, but then the year after that, in 2002, was when the Eat the Beat concert series okay. appeared because they wanted to say, hey, come visit us again. Everything's <laughs> fine. Look, we That's have. That's right. So, fun in addition people. to the flower power for the. Uh Flower and Garden Festival, they added a similar element to this one as yeah. well. So, And that, I mean, I think there was some kind of sort of crossover with maybe the first year of the type of acts, but then it definitely evolved into yes. um, more contemporary slash, you know, Absolutely. late 80s, 90s people. And, and I seem like to that. recall also one of the festivals had it so that they only had uh, those acts performing, I believe, on the weekends, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, whereas oh, yeah. the, the food and wine, I believe, they had one every day. Every day, yes. And then I think they've since added uh, one every day at the other one as well. And there was also, which we didn't, I didn't even look this up or anything, but there was that summer concert series. Yes. Which, does that even still exist? Because I'm not there's sure. No it was the Sounds Like Summer concert series yeah, where, where they, they would, would bring do the in... Impersonators or like cover bands. like cover bands. Sorry, <laughs> yes. um, which, uh, which I don't think they do that anymore. One. No, I don't. I, I think just a few years ago they uh, they stopped doing that. I think because Flower and Garden stretches. Yes. One's stretching like one way, the one other stretching the other way, festivals. and pretty soon they'll meet. Yes, <laughs> somewhere will, maybe in July. Something will happen. <laughs> um, so, also that same year was when Party for the Senses first started. Ooh. I've been to a couple Which of those. I've never been to one. We've been to one. No. A preview of one. We went to the Puerto Rico specific party, which I don't think that's a the same category as Party for the oh, Senses. I thought that was. No, that. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tell us if we're wrong, but I think I the Party for the Senses is a specific separate thing, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's okay. Um, I did make a note of this just for your own... Ooh. Personal use. Ninety six was when the Argentina added beef empanadas, it's and one you've of my been all-time missing them ever things. since. There was one year when the beef empanadas included cheese, and that was a very dark and somber <laughs> year for me because uh, I don't like cheese. Yes, as maybe some of you have heard in the past. <laughs> so, additionally, in two thousand five, get this—I have no memory of this, even though I maybe did I live do. in Florida then. 
um, race for the taste 10K was a thing. Absolutely. So it was just a 10K that started at Wide World of Sports Mm -hmm. um, and then went through, I think, Hollywood Studios and then ended up in Epcot. That's right. And then they had the whole after party, which they still do. Yes. I think. Uh, For for a late, like a late night party. That was a a popular one because it was a different time of day for the runs. Right. And then, of course, ending with a festival. Yeah. And it would be like the day before the festival started, usually. Um, so they would get to preview all of the booths and food before mm-hmm. it opened to the public. So that, and was that actually became, you know, as the races have all become incredibly popular, I've heard uh, stories of that one becoming very crowded as well. Yes. <laughs> as yeah. That's definitely uh, an, an issue with a lot of these festivals is they've, they've become so very popular. Yeah. Um, to the point of maybe sometimes on the weekends there just might be a, a few too many people. <laughs> it is always a sea of people when yes. you go there on a weekend, especially. Um, but in 2009, they added a 3K to that. I don't know if that was a typo where I read it, but it seems like a very odd thing. A 3K mm. would be like a yeah. mile or something. I don't it? know because that, I've never heard of a 3K. A 5K. I could be wrong. Just 3.1 is the... Which we've done in the past. We've even done a 10K. That's right. But not any time recently. And then 2010 was when the first food and wine, wine and dine half marathon was. And it's been like that ever since. Um, Wasn't there one year that they didn't make it at night? I can't remember. Probably. But I... It's not important. I just thought of it now. It might be for somebody, but <laughs> you'll just have to do your own research um, on that one. <laughs> 2011, they added Hawaii, which was a big oh, yes. hit. Everyone the, liked uh, that. It's still there today. And also, that was the first year for the Cranberry Bog. Oh, yes. Which, which we has come and gone. To We've been able to walk through the bog a couple <laughs> of times. waded through the, the berries. We'll uh, <laughs> throw those photos in. I just saw them today on my time hop, actually. So That's always fun. I do miss the bog. Because it's a, a thing from your, uh, back in Massachusetts. Where yes, they have which I never really, because they were on the Cape and we, we weren't Cape people, we were Maine people. <laughs> we went to Ogunquit. Um, so I never really saw bogs until I was in high school and we went out with my friend to see, anyway, <laughs> it was a Renaissance festival out in the Cape. There was bogs. The fair at the Yes, bo- at the exactly. Bog. But there's also, you know, cranberries in Wisconsin and other places. I believe there are, I, I've learned when we did that that there are five states that have cranberry bogs. <laughs> and they're not like five states that are all touch each other. All, yeah. I believe, Virginia, Oregon, and a couple of Just others. need the right kind of weather to grow a I cranberry. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, so 2012, Terra premiered, which was Ooh, an all-vegan yes. booth. Because uh, that's a lot of people want that kind of thing. Now, yeah, I mean, there's now. a whole booth now for, um, oh, wait, this is food and wine. <laughs> I was going to say flower and garden. There's another whole booth, which is now Earth Eats this yes. year. But I, I do I do remember when that first came out. Yeah. That was kind of a, a big thing because I remember they had the tricking chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think they did away with it either last year or the year before that and people were like where did it go but, uh, they still had was, vegan items they just didn't have a whole booth of right. it but, but that was a back. lot of people's first introduction to that kind of thing where it was food that's meant to taste like yeah. meat that isn't interesting and they definitely have a lot of a lot more vegan items in the flower and garden yes. festival because the impossible of burger all of the plant things. type things yes um, delicious 
<laughs> Christian's trying to sign language to me. I we did a video about it. Fuck it. Oh, yeah, we did a video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have to get my branding down. Didn't um, you do a video on that? We recently? did do all of the vegan items that you can eat That's at right. this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So if you are a vegan or you're vegan curious, that would be me. You can check it out <laughs> and see which ones were our favorites. Um, additionally, that was the same year, 2012, that the Chase Lounge was added. Ah, uh, the Chase Lounge. Which was originally was in the Festival Center at the Wonders of Life former pavilion. That's right. And you got to go upstairs. That's right. Into um, their... Which is one of my favorite... The corporate VIP sponsor lounges, lounge, yes. which if you want to see photos from those, you can search on xanaland.com because I would I've got most doing of that. them covered. Um, that was I have fun. to update those, but yeah, it was a goal of mine to get to see all of the VIP lounges without, you know, <laughs> going to Epcot and saying, hey, can I see your lounge? So most of them have been either because of an event going on that I was invited mm -hmm. to or a friend that knew someone that could get in. Um, anyway, 2013, that was moved over to the third floor of the American Adventure That's Pavilion. Right. And both of those were fantastic. Mm -hmm. I remember they had to introduce the, uh, those Coke machines. What are those oh, called? Oh, yeah, the, the freestyle. The freestyle. Which it's I don't drink lot, soda, I mean, so I never really appreciated them. But, but they have more than I just sodas I got free there. iced coffee there. I would make myself an iced coffee. But it was a way to basically try all kinds of different yeah. fun flavors. Yeah, and you know, one year they had like Disney Infinity in that back room for oh, kids right. back when Disney Infinity was a big thing. Yeah, um, right. Now, of course, there is no more Chase Lounge. Nope, that has been taken over by... Club 33 Club is in 33 the American... Club 33 Epcot. Yeah. Which... I'm not sure. Maybe someday we'll see it, but we've already seen it, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we've seen the American film. <laughs> How and great! And we've been to be? the original Club Thirty Three. This so is that's, true. That'll I'm be another good. episode. I'm, I'm good for now on that. Um, so that's the extent of my historical food and wine thing. Uh, I don't know if you'll want any. You haven't been the, this year, so no, I, guess I haven't. You have no commentary uh, on I'm that. I'm going tomorrow or yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> And we will so have be, another video, I think. I, I have seen the, the booklet for it this yes. year. And I look forward to uh, perusing through that, yeah. picking out some and favorites. This has been, I didn't mention this, but I want to now. A, a lot of the fun things about these festivals is the fact that they um, will come out with new themes or artwork. Yes. Um, but this has been the same one for, I think, three years now. I do have a previous, uh, here's a, another one. Oh, it's kind of here's a, this one. What year was that? This is two years ago. Yeah, see? So, so this has been three years, similar. and people were commenting on that online. Yeah. Um, I like the art style of it, but I do think a new design is always a fun thing to have. With all the changes coming to Epcot soon, um, um, you can probably bet yeah, that there I will guess be changes in the they've been a little busy styles. doing other designs for other things. <laughs> but Plus, they've got other festivals to, uh, yes. to do. One thing this year... Stay tuned for further video on this. It is on our existing video with the apple seed orchard. I think that was the best <laughs> oh idea they gosh. ever had. Let's was talk to about turn it. the actual movie area of the O Canada 360 degree right. film <clears throat> circle vision into a apple seed orchard. There's like a wine 
flight and a cider flight in there as well. Plus, there are already made um, yeah. kind of stands to pl- place your food the and little drink items. Places where you would the stand lean up rails actually are wide enough to put a drink or something. So when they inside. say that they are not designed to support the weight of you or your children, they actually are designed to support the weight of your, your food flight. and your cider flight. <laughs> And your Johnny Appleseed <laughs> apple corn. Even though I'm not sure that there was any history of Johnny Appleseed going to Canada. But I was maybe there expecting was. you to say that, and I was wondering, uh, I was waiting for you when I brought home the little apple It's a popcorn. fun way to include a fun Disney character. I mean, who with, knows with an where apple themed Johnny Chapman thing. went. But Appleseed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's his, his original name. name. I'm sorry. He's a real guy. I mean, as you can remember from the Disney short, he actually went to... You know, all across America, oh, yeah. planting his apple seeds. One of my so, favorite shorts. If you have not oh seen it, check it out. I would actually recommend that. And so very likely he did uh, pop into Canada and planted a few seeds. And so there you go. There are apples in Canada. So. Yes, there are. <laughs> oh, look, we have a, a visual aid. Here you are. Here's the Johnny Apples. Well, it's not Johnny Appleseed specific, but he's in it's the, a fun uh, apple with the little popcorn holder. This is probably stale now. Let's try. It's very sticky. Hmm. Um, It's caramel apple corn. And I I think this is adorable. This was $10. And I was like, I'm getting it. I don't care if it's (laughs) vegan or not. My family can eat it. And I'm keeping this apple. Yep. So there you go. Um, I like it. And there's lights in there. I've posted on my Instagram. You can see. And it's on our other video. Very reminiscent of the old land pavilion. Yes. With the, with the streamers kind of coming from the center of the... the I room. love a streamer. Yes. Well, and very colorful. So. <laughs> and those um, popcorn lights, yeah. as Tony Baxter calls them. That's right. <laughs> but it's also a, a, an excuse to go farther back into Canada yeah, than I most honestly, people normally do. I, I had no idea that it was there. We saw the sign, you know, where it has the little, like, Lucellier sign. Mm-hmm. And it said, Apple orchard Hmm. or apple seed orchard whatever it's called this way and i was like what and they had a little display on the grass there where they usually just have flowers and it was like the garden the apple picking paraphernalia with a little apple picking ladder and all sorts of fun stuff so and then i thought walking down there that it was oh it's just going to be in the kid cot area (laughs) but no it was inside Mm. i'm really excited about it it was a fun thing so, so everyone, when you go this year, make sure to hit yeah. that. That's but it won't be permanent because no, there's going to be a new Canada movie. So, in, yeah, wah, so wah. they're kind of doing it in between. Make a space where you can have popcorn lights and streamers and I'll be I'm happy. I'm sure they'll figure something out. Disney's, yeah. they're pretty good at that kind of thing. They are good at some things like they that. Um, so yeah, that we'll have more coverage of the Food and Wine Festival. I mean, I think, you know, if I'm honest... Food and Wine has not been my favorite festival for a long time because of the drinking around the world, and it's so crazy on the weekends, and it's kind of just turned into a very raucous event, and, you know, that's great if there's people that want to do that, but everything in moderation is my motto, which isn't my motto, but... I would recommend, if you do get a chance, to not go on a weekend and try to hit a weekday where it's uh, less crowded. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure uh, you've probably heard that tip before. But yeah, uh, definitely weekdays, weeknights are much less crowded. But 
the good thing about it is there are always favorite foods and there's always new things. Yes. Um, they took away Greece this year, which was a the shocker. The whole country? The whole country, which has been there wow. from the start. That's when they would have the Spanakopita and all that. Um, yeah, so. No more Spanny. I know. And then there's a lot more focus, of course, in recent years on festival-specific merchandise. Um, yes, always themed. Put a little zest in your fest <laughs> as this I forgot this I've got, imitation I've got curve. a, it's a not fun a real flower and garden oh. one here yeah well this anything with figment on it is okay by me the unexpected yes um, so these are both from flower and garden this mm. is of course referencing the violet <gasps> lemonade frozen lemonade which is a very popular item and I never have ordered it I only get it when I go to an event and they have a sample of it it's good. I'm not a huge, like, sweet, slushy drinking person. I would prefer to have a coffee drink if I'm going to do that. I do like sweet like straight drinks. straight coffee. But, uh, oh. but anyway, it's super popular. It's very pretty, and it's very Instagrammable, which has also <laughs> been a trend in recent years. Instagram is a trend? I've never heard of it. No, I mean, you know, making foods. Yes. That's actually what no, our next festival, if you want to get into that. That's the, right. Because what is it called? Festival of the Arts. It's like it's it does have international right in it still, doesn't it? It does. Everything's it's the international. Epcot international Festival of the Arts. This has it's now been two years, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. It's usually in January and February. This has become our favorite. This is say? my absolute favorite festival because now originally when one. they made these festivals, it was because it was like a shoulder se season of travel and it wasn't right. as crowded. That is not the case anymore with these other two festivals that we just mentioned. This one is still pretty not as crowded, and it's so much cooler out. Yes. It's, it's actually chilly some There's days. There's like six weeks of the year where, where Florida gets some pretty decent weather, and it's right around this time. So, In addition, hey, look, this is signed by Jeff Curdy. <laughs> um, That's right. It has, it, Figment is, I mean, Figment is kind of involved in all of the festivals, but yes. he's like really involved here because he is a painter himself, you know. That's right. They've actually, there's so many different things to this uh, festival, including the, the hidden art that they've uh, oh, yeah. done in each of the World Showcase pavilions where they've taken a famous painting from that country and they've kind of redone it but thrown Figment in there somehow. Yes. And uh, one of the popular ones, for example, is... Scream, yes, the scream in Norway, Norway. and they will (laughs) they will use the same um, paintings or art. They've switched them. Some of them are the same. Oh, really? But some of them have switched over the over the two years. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's right. My favorite one wasn't there. That's what I was just going to talk about. My favorite Um, in Germany, they had one which I don't remember the name of. I did not (laughs) look this up. I will post a link to it on my Instagram. Yes. but th- well, that's what I was going to say was what I love about this is I consider myself knowledgeable on, you know, with art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not an art history major or anything, <laughs> but I've been to a few museums. I've grown up in Boston, which is very, you know, culturally. That's right. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and I did not know this piece that was in Germany. So I felt like an idiot because I was like, what? This is so cool. And I looked up the original uh-huh. and I really liked it. So. Yep. You and know, it had Epcot is it. still educational every now and then if you 
So anyway, that, that's always been a fun thing is because they, they kind of hide it somewhere in the pavilion. It's sometimes in a gift shop. Sometimes it's in the, like the Kidcot area. And it's not always been in the same place both of the two years that they've had that's it. That's right. They do move And they've, right. you know, some of them have been the same painting and then some have, uh, they've changed it. And, but they've always, as I said, incorporated figment into the painting and it's always fun. So it's a fun thing to do and to look for, for ki with kids. Yes. But then they also, um, you remember the, the first year, they had those little stations where you could do, uh, that's these. The, uh, Wait, this is the 2018. Etchings. Yeah, this was the first oh, year. Oh, that's right. This is this where year. You, they had etching yes. stations where you could essentially take a couple uh, pages and do etchings where they would have some, some chalks. Gargoyle from France. Yeah, and so they would be, uh, each country would have a theme. And you'd go around and do that. So that was always fun. To it was fun. Basically something to do in each of the pavilions throughout World Showcase that was yes. kind of art related. I think it got a little um, congested with people waiting to do the etchings. But it really was a fun um, thing. This is good that you have this. I forgot um, that you right. did all of those. Yeah. But they did not do that. They the, did the, not. They the just did the year. stickers. But what else did they uh, do at at this uh, at this festival, they for also example, do where we would paint. Oh, well, a painting! Yes, come well, on. I was going to say Broadway, but we'll get to that. Yes. Um, this has the mosaic. Like everyone gets to paint five right. squares or more if you can sneak some in, Sometimes and they give they... you a little piece of a little uh, you know cup of paint a and a little paint. disposable brush, and you could be your own. Monet. <laughs> <or> <laughs> it's really fun. We Picasso. should have had one of the postcards. Um, they give you a postcard when you. Yeah, so it's essentially it, like what a, it's going to look like, like. A, a giant paint by numbers. Yeah. Uh, except instead of each, they would do it in squares, mm -hmm. and so each square would be uh, labeled with a number, and you had your paint color was a certain number, and so you were asked to paint five and no more than five of the of your number. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I had extra paint. I didn't want to throw it away, I so I might That's have stretched my part. five into yeah. ten. I, ho I do hope they 15, recycle all of that stuff because I always feel bad that I'm, like, <laughs> throwing out paint. Um, but anyway, yeah, they do, like, they'll either do an original um, Epcot art piece, you know, yes. like from the original um, concept art and something. Yeah, like one of the John Hench or, drawings, or yeah. sorry, paintings from, of old Epcot. From or... A fun new figment yes. scene, or you know, stuff like that. So but it is a fun thing. It would because uh, people would cycle through it pretty quickly. They might finish one in one or two days. And yeah, so they it really would depends. Put on a new one up pretty quick, and so over the course of the festival, they would probably do twenty, maybe thirty of them. I don't know. And this last festival, when they finished a mural, they would put it up on the construction walls around the former Universe of Energy. That's right. Um, I don't know if they'll do that again. I don't know if the construction walls have changed. Which at is all. another place that they would have chalk art. Mm, we will have a lot more construction walls now, I guess. They have plenty of places they can That's right. put them. Um, but yeah, there's chalk art around. There's. They would invite people to come in and <clears throat> do professional chalk art, which is always yes. fun. And then even places where you could try it out yourself. Yes. But and then they would also have. Food. food. They uh, have fun little artistic things. Everything, like I said, is very Instagrammable. Yes. Um, they're all very unique for the most part. Yes, to be themed with the festival, I believe they, they've 
asked the chefs to kind of create essentially works of art yeah. that are edible. And so they, I think they even went into it saying it might take longer to prepare because they're essentially little pieces of art, but yeah. they'll be very delicious. <laughs> um, so and then, of course, they have beer and wine and drinks that aren't necessarily works <laughs> of art, but some people may think so. Um, additionally, the Disney Broadway series is always a fun. Oh, yes. Continuing with like having a musical component to these festivals. Well, they, I mean, Disney has done enough musicals now that they would bring in stars from their famous musicals. I know Ashley Brown and Josh Strickland are always the two favorites the, yes. who have been Mary Poppins and Tarzan on Broadway. And they've taken a bunch <laughs> of stars from The Lion King and Newsies and yeah. The Little Mermaid and now Frozen to come in and essentially perform Broadway hits yeah, for us. Yeah, and it, it is a great way for people that may not be in a bigger city that has um, a Broadway series, you know, a touring mm -hmm. company coming through to be exposed to yeah. those live performances. And be, and they would have uh, three shows a day, so they would always make sure to put different uh, songs in yes. each. And they wouldn't just sing the songs that they personally performed on Broadway uh, themselves, but they would do hits from all yeah, of the shows, whether they were in it, it's not, in it or not. Or so they were always a medley, yes. yes. <laughs> always um, a popular thing. I was trying to look up the first year, it was only on weekends. Yes. And I, was that the case last year, too? I can't remember. Uh, I, I mean, this so. year. But I th it was also the seminars. Do you remember that? Yes. That's, that's the whole why other thing. Why this was signed with, by with Jeff Curdy. <laughs> with the Festival of the Arts, is they would have tons of seminars on all things, not necessarily arts, but on things like animation or um, what else? There was um, people that do set design or yeah. um, creating merchandise sets for the sh stores in Disney and things That's like right. that. There and was, would, and in this case, they w brought in author uh, authors. In, in this case, Jeff Curdy, who actually at that time had just released the uh, the Disney Christmas card book but he was actually talking about Walt, uh, Travels with Walt a mm. book that he had done and so he essentially came in and talked about Walt Disney and all of the places he had been so that so yeah. it was just fun that they would have tons of uh, essentially every day uh, different yeah. seminars and other things that some of most of which are free some of which are, are kind of more elaborate and more in-depth that are paid Yeah, but things. you usually always get some sort of, of course. souvenir. And there were, there were even a couple that were quite a bit expensive, but it was very hands-on. Mm. Uh, I can't remember what those ones were for, but... <laughs> Something good. Yes. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I think like flower um, decorating. Oh, that, okay. That kind of the thing. art of flower arranging. Exactly. Perhaps. That would be one of the examples, yes. Um, so, so, yeah, this is... Oh, they also have those um, photo ops around World Showcase oh, and yeah, in right. some future world places, maybe, where you can go inside of a very popular work of art and be a part of it. And that's then right. Photo Pass people will take your photo, and it's like so you are part of. One of the great things about that festival is that it's just it incorporates so many different elements. Elements. Yes. That are all kind of art related. So a fun one it's just a fun time it's not 900 degrees um it's not super duper crowded so i'm a fan that's right but and then that brings us if we go back yeah a few we could months. actually go back a few <laughs> months they've actually kind of created a fourth festival called festival of the holidays 
<laughs> the, the audience enjoys this one. This one is very <laughs> unique because it essentially incorporates a bunch of elements that they pretty much already yes. had and then kind of created a festival around that. That's why I that. wasn't really paying attention to it too much because I was like, isn't that just what happens anyway? Exactly. <laughs> so it actually didn't become an official <clears throat> festival until 2016, which is fairly recently. But they've been doing a lot of the major elements uh, for this um, for Do quite some this? time. I don't, I don't need okay. that. But for example, one of the main things is the candlelight processional, which is a, actually a, a thing that originated way back in Disneyland in the 50s. Uh, there's an element of that even in the very first Christmas in 55, but the first official candlelight processional took place in 1958 on Main Street in Disneyland. And then when Disney World opened in 71, they had a candlelight processional there at the Magic Kingdom the Magic from Kingdom. In its opening year. But then it moved to Epcot after it opened um, in 1994, and that was the first one there, and it's been at Epcot uh, ever since in the uh, American Gardens Theater. I've even performed in it myself a few times. Yes. It's quite, it's definitely a, a fan favorite. It they would always bring in is, you know, no matter how religious you are, it's very moving. Oh, it's yes. a moving, the live orchestra. Um, uh, yeah, a giant 150 and a celebrity orchestra. narrator, which is always fun, depending the on the Voices of Liberty, then they would bring <clears> in uh, a, a conductor, uh, all of the, there's the cast choir as well as guest choirs from high schools around yes, the nation right. that would come in, and then, of course, uh, celebrity narrators, which yeah. is always fun. I know Neil Patrick Harris has always been a, a popular one. Who's been your favorite? Honestly, yeah. my favorite way oh, back wait, in the day the was Robert Urich, oh, of all things. I forgot. That's, I thought you were going to say Edward James almost, but it was no. Robert Urich. That's right. He, he was, he <laughs> w back in the day when Rest I used to do peace. it. Yes. Uh, God bless him. Spencer um, for hire. That's right. Vegas and things like that. <laughs> anyway, but he was just very friendly and he, he got uh, talked to the folks backstage, which was always uh, oh, fun. So you had insider info yeah. on him. Yes. I'm and uh, a couple other my favorites were Lou Gossett Jr., and yes, Edward James almost was always fun. Hmm. I'm trying to think of who my favorite was. I really enjoyed Jonathan Groff when we saw him. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I love him in general, so he could just stand there and read the guide map and I'd be fine with it. Neil Patrick Harris is always, I mean, I think he's so popular because he's a great he performer. And what I love watching when I see him uh, narrate is him looking back and seeing like he'll look at everyone as they're singing and really appreciate absolutely the efforts that are being put forth and appreciate being there and that's, that's right. what i think is so fun I, I have encountered uh celebrity narrators who have definitely not been into that i, I don't know uh, yes. if you want to ask me about that personally we can talk about that but i, I won't know the answer to that. <laughs> um the but the best song is uh, there are many. Jump for Joy. Shout for Joy, Shout I believe, for is what joy. you're talking about. But you can uh, jump. What's your favorite one? Elaine. Oh, yeah, Elaine. That's a good one. It's in French. It is. I used to sing that in French class when yeah, I was it, in Virginia. There was a, a, a certain year where they tried to add a, a foreign element or where they would have that song that sung in French, another song, uh, Silent Night in German, and mm. then also... Um, the, the, what child is this mm. in Spanish? So just to kind of bring in a more international flair. Um, 
but that was always it was certainly fun to perform and then also to see um even just as a guest what's your uh time frame for starting to play the candlelight soundtrack christian it's i think november november i was gonna say november 1st for you probably november it does get played a lot around here (laughs) along with this is a completely different episode the Disneyland Paris Christmas album. Oh, yes. Which I need to somehow get onto my phone because you only have it on CD. What's that song? I don't remember the name of it, but I can it's sing Chanson it for you. Chanson something. It's just a wonderful Christmas song. That's really have. good. It was actually on an album that's not just Christmas, oh, but it's, okay. a, it's a whole Disneyland Paris I album. But that it has on that one track <laughs> that's a Christmas song, which <clears> is just fabulous but anyway so yeah, sorry. i, I kind of got lost festival. in the woods so the 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 candlelight processional has been there and if you may remember also the lights of winter <gasps> uh, which you used to be able was, to see when you did um a disney race because right. you, would you would go, go backstage right behind the epcot parking area on mm-hmm. what is that woodpecker lane or something that's right woodpecker lane. uh <laughs> and you would see them sitting there rusting away yes. and then everyone would always comment on that and they finally took them away from backstage yes. so who knows where they are now so that was introduced in 1994 and lasted all the way through the 2008 christmas season and then the 2009 was the first year when they said eh, i guess their official excuse was that the technology was that outdated that's what they said which I would that honestly, I think they would gain a lot of it's so, yeah. um, support from the uh, that was a fans huge if they brought that back because in a new I, form. Yeah, I would just sit on the on a bench there and just sit <laughs> underneath the lights, listening to all of the holiday music. Yeah, it was a place that had um, it was three hundred or thirty thirty thousand twinkling lights uh, with seemingly unending Christmas music. Yeah that would play there and then the lights would essentially dance to that music and it was just fabulous it was a very simple thing that's really how i learned of Mannheim steamroller was hearing their christmas songs i think their version of deck the halls was like i was like i need to find out what song this is and it was played in there but they could so totally do that if you were to ask me there's so many there's no reason no reason to not have that led light technology they should bring it back but anyway, another element, of course, <laughs> one of the most famous is the holidays around the world, yes. which is going strong even to this day. It started in, at Epcot in 1996, and that is a thing where they would take a, a performer, uh, essentially a storyteller from each of the countries of the World Showcase, and they would tell their Christmas story or their holiday story, Yes, um, and they would have popular people such as <laughs> uh, who? Père Noël. Père Noël, the Monkey King. Yes. And uh, Father Christmas. Sinterklaas. <laughs> Sinterklaas. Sigrid yes. meets Julenissen and the Christmas Gnome in yes. Norway. And so it would be fun to just uh, go around to each of the, the countries and listen to their things, their stories. That's always been a fun element. And... Uh, They've, and, so and, and that's what I love about World Showcase and have always loved is the cultural element yes. that you get exposed to things that you might not otherwise that's see, right. which is what I hope stays in Epcot. So in anyway, so in the year, I guess, 2016, they realized, hey, we have all of these things already. Let's create a festival. Yeah. And then add uh, food an official to it. festival. <laughs> right. And so they added food, of course, <laughs> to it. And uh, 
and things but it like is that. i mean you know it's not a ton of food and most of the things are for the most part dessert items but i mean that's what christmas is all yeah. about and I'm then they can have a fun little for booklet. this year being a vegan but i'll find something there will be things for you <laughs> certainly don't need any more desserts but, but that anyway. essentially it created the the fourth and kind of now the ever going cycle of festivals at epcot that have taken yeah. place ever since where they would have a fun booklet with used to be stamps, stamps yes. uh, but now they would actually provide a, a page of stickers that you could uh, peel off and place on the page if you have tried it. I actually like to do, do it anyway. Do you get a thing if you, I guess, why would they, they give you they a thing? They used to do they a used thing. used to do it when you got a stamp, but Yeah, no, if you got all think. the stamps, you can go back to the festival center and, and turn it in for a prize. I don't believe they do that anymore. No, but, uh, you just get the sticker, and that's yeah. fun enough. It is. So, yeah, so. I mean, that's... Our whole year of festivals. I'm really wondering, I guess maybe March, there's no festival? Yeah, in, uh, at the end of the June, Festival of the Arts, July. there's actually literally just a couple of weeks in between mm. uh, the end of the Festival of the Arts and the beginning of the Flower and Garden, which now does start in March and goes into goes June. Into June, wow. Yeah, so the longest break between festivals is in the summer, June, June, uh, in between the Flower and Garden and the Food and Wine. It's really hot then yeah it's super hot super hot and it's crowded because <clears throat> everyone's off school right so and then at the end of the food and wine festival there's also just maybe a couple of weeks in between mm. that and then the holidays the holiday which one. i believe literally starts always uh, the day after thanksgiving yeah and goes into always december 30th and then you know new year's eve is is its own, its own. big thing and then you just have uh, just a couple of weeks before the Festival of the Arts starts again. So there's really? literally just a, a little bit of time where there, where you get, as you said, Epcot light. Yeah. Or what, is it, what did you say? Diet Epcot. Diet Epcot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, tell us what you think. Do you prefer all the festivals in Epcot? Do you enjoy taking part in them? Or do you wish there was more Diet Epcot time? I mean, the there is a lot of changes coming to Epcot, so there are. It'll be interesting to see how the well, this festival's already started. There's not really going to be too much construction in World Showcase area. Yeah, uh, most of the construction right now is in Future World, or what was Future World, and now is the what are they, what are they now called? Neighborhoods. The neighborhoods. So, it'll be interesting to see that transition yes. from Epcot of old. Or not, Ep not Epcot Center of old, but for Epcot <laughs> of old to, to this new thing that they're doing. Oh, just and wait how... for our Epcot episode. It's going to oh, be yes, a that's glorious gonna be a big one. three hour. Ah, <laughs> 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 but I mean, the festival is definitely a big part of what Epcot is now, and certainly uh, most of it is in World Showcase, and um, it's just a fun time. Yeah, I mean, it uh, it has been interesting to things. view the changes over time and how. It's changed and grown, what they've kept, what they've gotten rid of. So, I mean, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. No. So you kind of have to <laughs> either plan around, you know, the busiest times of the year or the festivals or just, you know, dive in and take part in the festivals. Yeah, that's what I would recommend because if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, we did a third episode. We made it through. That's right. It's happened. So We'll have to celebrate our own festival. The uh, fourth episode will be new territory. Oh, my. 
Uh-oh. I guess we need to think of a topic. Anyway, thanks for watching us. Absolutely. Thanks for joining, listening in, if you're listening versus watching. Um, it, we didn't have any visits from the kitten tonight, so if you were watching, then you did not get to enjoy <laughs> Sorry about that. our cameos by our cat. Uh, make sure you follow us yes. on social media if you want to see more Disney fun. Uh, O'Tisney for you. Xanaland. Yes. Tiki Birds with a Z for Christian, our ever-faithful producer. So, and yeah, check out the website, the Instagram page, the YouTube page. <laughs> you, we're now doing all like kinds of fun things. Like and subscribe, set notifications, you know, the whole But deal. also, send notes. Uh, we'd like to hear yeah, your we'd feedback. Love feedback. Are, is anyone listening? Are we boring you to death? Let <laughs> us know. Yeah, what kind of changes can we make or, or things like that? So <laughs> let us know. Yes, let us know. Thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week. That's right. Up the waterfall. <laughs> <laughs>